Good evening, and welcome to this week's broadcast of Life's Tough, You Can Be Tougher. We had our premiere broadcast about a month ago, and since then, we've been off and running. I'm Dustin Planholt, your host. This is a show about life and purpose. It's about the stories we all have. Everyone, when you think about it, has a story. Some stories may sound more riveting than others. That's to be expected. Not every story, after all, is the basis for a blockbuster movie. Yet when you think of your own story, the most important thing to consider is what you will do with it. Or, to put it another way, what will your legacy be? We're looking forward to another terrific show this evening with this week's special in-studio co-host and my new brother, the former Marine himself, senior team leader and staff sergeant, Rudy Reyes. Hello, everybody. Hey, Rudy. So good to see you, brother. And uh, we just recorded our show, and that will be premiering on May 1st, right? May 1st. Right on. We'll uh, definitely look forward to everybody tuning in for that. Awesome. We will also be joined by our featured special guest, actor Bobby Burke, who will be calling into the show. And we have another special mystery guest who will be calling in at half past the hour. We're broadcasting live, as you know, from Baltimore, Maryland. First... As I just mentioned, Rudy Reyes is here with us. Rudy is a former Marine who became a military advisor, motivational speaker, my big brother, personal trainer, author, conservationist, and even an actor. While in the United States Marines, Rudy successfully completed an arduous training program to become a recon man. Of the 300,000 Marines at the time, only 300 were in this elite unit. He served in three separate campaigns in Afghanistan and Iraq. Force recon spearheaded U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003. The unit's participation in that campaign was well documented in a book written by a reporter who was embedded with the troops. The book later became the basis for an HBO miniseries, Generation Kill. Rudy played himself in the series. How you doing, Rudy? I'm doing fantastic. It's an honor to be here, Dustin. What a great show we had that will be airing on May the 1st. And uh, tell us about the, the special call-in guest that, that shocked you. Well, I'm going to blow y'all's mind here. Uh, it's interesting that our special guest that's coming on today played in this uh, production, but um, uh, my good buddy Chance Kelly was the actor who portrayed uh Colonel Ferrando, the uh, uh, battalion commander of my unit, who led me in combat in, in, under immense fire uh, and extreme duress. Uh, Colonel Ferrando, the one that, you know, the godfather, he talks like this. Colonel Ferrando, Steve Car- Ferrando called in, called into the show, and I am a forever Marine, so I still call him Sir. I will never call him Steve, but it was a kick ass bang-up interview, and uh, it was just so fantastic. Thank you, Dustin, for putting that together. Well, I can tell you, uh, I call him Godfather now. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's officially adopted mm-hmm. me as his godson. Uh, he has also written the foreword to my upcoming book. So special, bro. I, I was just blown away. Life's tough. You can be tougher. And I will be making the announcement. Rudy Reyes has, uh, has agreed to play 
my father, Robbie Roper, and oh, what we what hope will be what will, will be the movie. Oh, what an honor! And you know, uh, we we talk about our past. Uh, I had a beautiful father who gave me his name, Rudy Reyes Sr. He was not my biological father, and he was a warrior from Vietnam and a policeman. Um, but the ideals and the love he gave me for my first three of years of life have lasted uh, lasted to this day uh, as a bedrock and as a blanket for me. And um, uh, it'll be an honor, brother, for me to play your father because I know what a good man he is, too. Uh, we all have some scars, and we all get banged up. As you said, life's tough, and you can be tougher. And I'm excited about Bobby talking about his journey as well. We all are going to go through life um, and take some scuffs and, uh, and have some bloody knees and maybe a busted nose. But uh, it's a full-contact sport, man, and you need to get out uh, out of your comfort zone, and you need to attack. You need to attack, and you need to attack. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to play your dad. Honored. Great to see you again, my brother, and welcome to the show. Now introducing Bobby Burke. Bobby, you may know, was another featured cast member on Generation Kill. He played Major Gen General James Mattis. He also had movie roles in Safe. Good Night and Good Luck, and Black Klansman. Early in his career, Bobby Burke had the lead role in RoboCop 3. He has also had recurring roles on Law & Order and Law & Order Special Victims Unit. And in addition to having an impressive acting career that has spanned movies and TV, Bobby is a certified New York firefighter. Welcome to the show, Bobby. Hey, thank you, Dustin. Great so, to be here, Rudy. Great to hear you and... Thanks, buddy. Uh, good to be here with you guys. And, and by the way, before I ask the first question, on Friday night in New York City, I was with Bobby and Rudy, and we went uh, to an amazing place called the Explorers Club, and I, I got to tell you, my, my mind was blown. It was a great time with great veterans. Uh, so, you know what's kick-ass, Bobby, is, uh, as I spoke before, we got warriors, we have veterans, we have scientists, we have artists, and together, uh, we're so much stronger than we are apart and uh, also, uh, really, from my heart to yours, bro, that you still answer the call as a firefighter. Um, it says so much about that warrior ethos and that warrior uh, spirit. And thank you, bro. I, I would like to, I mean, if I could do it, I would go to school so I could be a firefighter to go fight fires with you. Wow. Well, I, I don't mean to, you know, Rudy, you put out more fires. I'm sure than than a lot of firemen. <laughs> You're, you know, to, to call you a former Marine instead of an active one is, is still a, a, an oxymoron to, or an anomaly because you're, you know, it's the mission after the mission, and I don't, I do not know of all the former Marines and, and service people that I have run into anybody more dedicated to helping their brothers after the mission. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's phenomenal. Um, I, I explained it, Dustin, that there are there's got to be at least six. Rudy Reyes, because I don't know how he gets it all done. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking it's... maybe seven, maybe five, but the dude is unbelievable. Oh, well, thank you. You know, bros, I, my secret is this. Uh, you know, I do a few things. I rebuild coral reefs with my commandos with Force Blue. And then, of course, I just ran the Boston Marathon for Mass Fallen Heroes. And how many miles was that, Rudy? Uh, it was 26.2 or whatever like that. Um, By the way, when I picked him up today uh, from, uh, from his hotel room, what were you? Tell me what was on your feet. Uh, hey, Bob, my feet are a little swollen today, dog. So I was having a hard time putting them in my shoes. So I was just barefoot, but I was still making it look and good. he wasn't complaining as we were walking on gravel. He was looking <laughs> at me at going, all. hey, Dustin, this is comfortable. Yeah, that's the old karate background, you know. Uh, 
um, tra- uh, train like you fight and uh, fight like you chain and you will sweat more in training. You bleed less in combat. Right. He and I were sharing some war stories earlier today. And we were we were basically comparing the things we we went uh, we went through as young kids. Uh, and I'm standing here right now and sitting here next to my brother saying, life's tough, but Rudy Reyes is definitely oh, tougher. thank you, my man. You know, it's so wild as we'll talk. And, and Bobby, I, I know you have some things to share, too. Um, we reflect uh, with each other, uh, and we find that there's parallels. Uh, a lot of us have so much more in common than we know. And when we do uh, share some of the struggles and pain and share some of the fears uh, it makes us collectively so much stronger. And uh, I'm looking forward to hear your journey, bro. And I know we're going to knock this thing out of the park. So first question, Bobby, one that I have been waiting to ask you for mm. a very, 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 very long time. What was it like being RoboCop? Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, it was, you know, listen, it was, it was my third film. Uh, for about nine or 10 or 11 months, I said, no, I'm not interested in that. I had just done two uh, very classy kind of independent films. And why do they want me to be a monosyllabic cyborg? What the, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so finally, so finally one day, you know, one day it, it's going to happen. And I tell you, I had only been on very small, modest, humble sets, you know, and, and this was a chance to learn what happens? I literally, on my first couple of days, was like peeking out the window. Like, how does this all work, you know? And uh, the costume was heavy. It was cumbersome, you know. But, uh, you know, getting up early, getting the job done, getting people home safe and on time. Uh, I was given the opportunity in that particular business to build professional muscles. Never be sick. Always be in shape. Always be ready to do your job. It wasn't dialogue. It wasn't really, you know. But it was a certain type of um, rigor that was needed to professionally to do this thing. And, and it, it was an opportunity. It, it propelled me to do other things. And, and so I always look back. And you know what? I've been very lucky. I swear to you, in 29, 30 years, the universe, God, puts me in touch with people, just good people. I've always worked with, like, pretty good people. And, and that particular show, they were, they were really, really good, uh, good people, good cast, good crew. Right on, brother. And, you know, look at those parallels again. Uh, this is why I love the entertainment business. And I love movies and TV. Working in them is because it's very much like a military operation. And you spoke to that. Uh, there's so much coordination going on. There's a massive timeline. You're always under pressure. Uh, you have to perform and execute because you know as well as I do, Bobby, uh, if you can't hack it, man, inside of freaking two days of shooting, they're going to have you replaced. Uh, so you got to lead from the front. And I enjoy that pressure. I enjoy, um, I enjoy succeeding on a daily basis. And it's all about the team. Uh, it, it really lights me up. I dig it so much. And I can see why you've done it and stuck with it and really excelled for you know almost 30 years. And by the way, Bobby, I saw, I think I saw your first picture that you did. I was watching IFC back in 2000 or 2001. And you were young, looking yeah. sharp. And there was this, I think, a French actress. <laughs> a French actress, dark hair, really beautiful girl. Do you know which movie I'm talking about? And you had a brother, I think. You... Uh, you had a brother in it too. Oh, that was uh, that was my fifth movie. That was with the same guy I did my first movie with. That was like an independent, like dark comedy. Um, that movie was called Simple Men. Oh, we shot yeah, that in yeah. Texas. Oh, it was awesome, bro! And you got to really show off acting chops because it was not any special effects. It was, yeah, it was you know. 
the guy who, who made who wrote it, directed it, uh, shot it, he was a colleague of mine at, at university, and it was like it was like we were trying to please a professor or something. It wasn't really like a, a Hollywood Hollywood, but uh, uh, but like with RoboCop, I remember once because I contracted for a bunch of years masonry, carpentry, oh, I love and, it. and they kept telling me that the, the the costume was ninety pounds, and I said, "Oh no!" They kept telling me it was sixty pounds. I said, okay, this thing is heavier. It was heavier than and, that. And I knew in my in my soul an eighty pound bag of Portland cement. Yeah, you know, etched in my soul. I said, "This," and and so one day we're shooting at a hospital, and I step on a scale in full robo regalia, and I'm doing the math, and I said, "This fucking thing is ninety pounds." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so brother. Like, oh, wow, there's another. But that's like us in gearing day, up. Was, You're getting ready. I had fun. I had fun. I had a Marine who was my trainer, a guy mm. named Jeff Gripper. He was a PKA uh, champion at the time. Sure, uh, that's full contact karate. karate. Full contact karate, yeah. baby. <laughs> Benny the Jet Urquides. He would, he would show up at 4 o'clock in the morning until the second week when I said to him, Jeff, go away, man. I yeah, 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 brother. I think I got this. <laughs> I got my calisthenics in order, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm at a nice 5% body fat, Okay. But we were having we were we had a great time on that man. So it was it was a blessing, and that um, just you know obviously led to other things, man. Just just show up. And, and Bobby, up, I got to tell you, you are hands down, and people don't really know this about you, or at least the people in your circle do that. You are one of the funniest people I know. So you've had a lot of heavy roles as always the bad guy or, or the intense guy. Any desire to do comedy? Uh, I, I've done comedy. Uh, playing the playing the good guy though is I can't think of anything more boring. Oh, uh, really? You know, if you can come in there and and rip somebody's butt and, and just yell at them and scream at them and put fear, you know, I, I mean, just just it, it's just more visceral. It's more fun, you know. For I mean? sure. So, uh, playing the bad guy is uh, I, I enjoy the hell. You, out you like that actually. part? Yeah, Chance Kelly uh, talked about yeah, that uh, recently. He's like, I actually like it. It's it's, it's kind of fun. He beat up uh, Ray Donovan. Oh, yeah, playing the heavy, playing the heavy. You know, I think probably the biggest yeah. stretch for me would be, Bobby, one day, like, I get a role as, like, a, as, like, a stepdad or something like that. I'll be like, God <laughs> dang, this is so freaking difficult. You know what I mean? What do I know about being domesticated? <laughs> it'll probably, it'll probably be, I would write that tonight. I swear <laughs> that would probably be hilarious. We got the role for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Could Wait you? Minute. This dude's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> Those of <laughs> you that know what's me, what's he gonna he's say not next? Give me the little league. Mm, yes, exactly oh, right, yeah. brother. Can you imagine like me as Major Payne? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, running a suburban household, and uh, like uh, like when my next door neighbor he goes out to get the paper, I'm low crawling in my ghillie suit in the front yard. You know what I mean, <laughs> dude. It's, you could have uh, you could have a series you would have a serious Rudy that ran for five to seven years. I bet you it would be brilliant. Yeah, and that would be syndicated. It, I think it, at that it point. would be brilliant. Yeah. And you know, you know, you've done my comedy. Re, my recon neighbor. Yeah. Yes, my oh, and you know the and Bob next door or or Jim next door would be like, oh, hey Rudy, you know they just see they just see oh hey Rudy, how's it going this morning? You know what I mean? And <laughs> and of course I'd be driving a Humvee and Caminet would be over my garage. I mean it'd be the full meal deal. You can imagine. So. Uh, yeah, so what was it like what was it like working with Rudy on Generation Kill? Oh, I remember the moment. It was it was in the uh the lunch tent. Yeah, we were in the chill line. line. I'm the I'm the new guy and I'm standing there and, and all of a sudden this dude comes behind me and I was like, Oh shit, look at this dude. And because um, I knew that there were there were uh 
there were real Marines from the book who Eric had had, had over to, you know, consult and to actually be in the field. And he said, what's up? And I said, hey, what's up? And he put out his hand and he shook me. He goes, uh, Rudy Reyes. Uh, and I said, uh, oh, hey, uh, Robert Burke. And he goes, who are you playing? And I said, uh, General Mattis. And he goes, he said something like, Fuck me. Okay, that's cool. You they sent the motherfucker. Okay, you're fucking yeah, you fucking yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Mad Dog Mattis, brother, because he's a face eater. He's a face eater and a war fighter, brother. Yeah, Rudy was expecting more. Like, what? You got to come uh, at me. But I, and, you know, Bobby, I'm already a fan, and I, you know, I know movies and stuff. Oh, yeah, and you like, were for you is yes. you're working with Bobby Burke. Yes, I'm like, wow, this is kick. I mean, I got to watch him when he walked into the club on uh, Friday, and everybody's looking at him, going, hey, "That guy over there is kind of a big deal." I go, "Yeah, yeah he, he's, I know. He's got a nice brother. You got a." Subtle command presence. He does. And he I, walks in the room. And I, and you go. And I, I just want to be next to him for sure. I love it, you brother. Know, I, I remember. You know, it's Nasseria and Ben uh, Ben Bush. Was yes. It? Yeah. And, yes. Uh, Rudy and, and a bunch of the guys on the hill. That's right, brother. On the bridge, brother. And and I thought to myself, okay, actor boy, here goes. Because you know what? Nobody ever shot at me in anger. You know what I mean? And now you got to get up there and play the boss. And I thought I I, I was. I remember I was cotton. I was just, I was really bro. afraid. And it was bro, like, you did so good. It was something like jumping off a bridge. And I said, you know what? Here, here goes, man. Here goes. This yeah. is the beauty of the art. This is like For sure. the fun of it. You this know is the mean? best like, part of if it. If I fail, I fail big, but I'm failing. I'm failing the way I thought this man out. Now, one of my things was that, you know, does, does um, James Mattis, does he curse? I didn't know. I really didn't know. He was such a warrior monk and scholar, and yes. I said, you know, maybe he's one of these guys who doesn't doesn't isn't profane in front of his men. And then I thought, bullshit. <laughs> yes, you're exactly. Yeah, so right. what was that like? What would he What would he say? Like, what was a normal day in the in the camp? Well, what was so wild is this. So when I first met um, General Mattis, he was my MU commander. And I fought for him in Afghanistan and Pakistan, right? And he braved enemy fire and a bird to come into Camp Rhino. This Camp Rhino, uh, we hit and the Rangers hit and mm. killed everybody in this place. The whole freaking opium factory that it was had massive uh, um, air artillery rounds from spooky gunships and from rotary wing. We drug all the bodies, threw them in a burn pit, and they were running operations. And as I was packing my ruck for the first mission, and we were going to push 70 kilometers out into freaking no man's land to go find uh, Al-Qaeda and go kill the enemy, um, I see a helicopter coming in, and Stinger missiles are out there, man. And there's um, chaff, there's flares flying off of these birds to take the missiles away from them. And then I'm so busy and so uh, um, under stress my very first combat patrol, camouflaging our rucks, checking batteries. And, uh, and I see my team leader stands up in front of me and looks very fucking serious and puts himself at parade rest. And I'm looking over my shoulder as I'm taking knee, uh, situating gear, and I see some shininess on the collar. And we are in combat, so nobody wears rank. And we're all special operations guys there. I stand up, I turn around, sure enough, it's General Madison. To your point about does he curse... He said this with a slight kind of little bit of the lisp. He said, uh, Corporal, if you see any motherfucker that wants to fight, you shoot him in the fucking face. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, that, uh, that kind of... Uh, that kind of let us know what game we're playing. And I thought you did a great job on that bridge when you said, hey, you're stepping... You know, if, if Dowdy doesn't... The Dowdy's stepping on his dick. No, uh, scratch that. He's stepping on my dick. Uh, Colonel Ferrando, 
can you freaking take your recon men and take and take over this mission? And of course, Ferrando said, not only yeah, but hell yeah. And yeah. I mean, it, it, brother, that scene that you filmed uh, put first recon on the map, changed the reconnaissance community. We are now MARSOC. We are now Special Operations Command Tier 1 because of the success of that very scene uh, that you portrayed with Chance Kelly. Amazing work, bro. I, I, I have to say, because I knew about that little lisp, and I asked, yeah. um, was it Mark? I, 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 I'd heard that. I'd studied him as much as possible. I knew he carried his own sea bag. I knew about his book collection. I knew a lot of things about him. Uh, you know, the peripheral things, the things that are available to know. Uh, I'd never talked with anybody who, who knew him directly. Um, but I said, oh, that lisp. And they said, no, 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 no. Do you know, Rudy, well, I turned that down uh, initially. Really, uh, I, I turned a couple of things down initially because I didn't have the time commitment because I'd been in Namibia gotcha. uh, three other times. Wow! Uh, also, I thought because I was so much younger than than um, than General Mattis. General Mattis that it would be dis- dishonorable to play him if you know it was a gotcha. riot, some young motherfucker. Play, you know, gotcha. and they said no, 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 no. We're all we're all good with that. Where I said, are you a hundred percent sure with that? Because I am. I, I'm not in the business of dishonoring. Sure, you know, brother, you're such a class actor. And, and they said. They said, uh, they said, no, it, we all sign off on you. I'm sure he, everything's okay. And I was like, okay, then I'll do it. And you did uh, it. Uh, Chance knew that, that I am very reticent to play a man about, you know, the, the junior of by a bunch For of sure. years. But they said, no, let's, let's, let's do it. So, and then in the it, future, and it, again, and the, he, yes, brother, as secretary of defense, I mean, you were playing a magnanimous man in American history, brother, and you did it with fucking panache. I'll, I'll tell you, you know what? I, I just, I was just about to play. David Petraeus. Oh, wow. In, in a uh, television show called The Loudest Voice in the Room. It, it, hmm. it, it's, a, uh, uh, it's a it's a biopic of uh, Roger Ailes. I see. And hmm. they, cut, uh, they, they cut a bunch of episodes. Uh, David Petraeus is no longer in it. So uh, it's funny because in one year, one year I played like three generals. Uh, it, so, you know, you, you, you grow a little gray hair and, and start fucking barking at people and, for sure and you know, and you know i was gonna general. i was gonna ask you you know we, we're getting into your career and your work and of course when i first met you you said a great attitude brother and remember we were doing that scene up there on that bridge all day and then we were having uh pyro going we were having explosions we had our stunt team um they were mm. on that tower the tower's blown the stunt team freaking falls to their death and uh in the film and um, I mean, this is, you're portraying our first battle of Nazaria, which I And this know, wasn't your first time. No, this is, I mean, imagine what I was kind of experiencing is, in a sense, like art imitating life now, and to be objective, and, and it was so strange, because I, I was having sometimes a difficulty remembering what's now and what is then, because it's all blending together, because it was so authentic. And uh, yeah, you'll notice uh, you know this. Rudy, uh, go ahead, Bill. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, buddy. Well, I was, you know this. All the Marines that you run into to talk to you, and they talk to you about Generation Kill. That's what they say. They say there's never been anything that authentic about our generation's combat and our military culture, Marine Corps culture, and that's what we were doing, brother. I, I, I you know, to that end, I, I ran into a Marine like. Uh, three or four or five years ago. Uh-huh. It was a little while ago. And uh, there was a bunch of Marines around. And I guess I was in the city and I guess there was, you know, it was Memorial Day or it was some event where I was, you know, um, uh, dressed blue Marines. I think 
was it at ground zero? I can't remember. But anyway, we're talking, oh, yeah, you're Madison. And I said, yeah, yeah, nice to meet you guys and everything. And one dude looked at me. Um, he was a sergeant. And, uh-huh. and, and he looked at me. And I'll never forget what he said. He goes, Dowdy was a good guy. Yes. Like that, as if I had, you know. And I, I thought, oh, yeah, no, I understand that. And and he just, you know, that was that was his word. Yes. And, I, and I and I uh, subsequently researched that up a little bit, and uh, you know, read about how you know, and another obviously classic move of, of warfare by uh, by General Mattis. But at the same time, I'll never forget the guy's countenance on his face when he yes, there. Colonel Dowdy was a very good man. I knew people that knew him in his church community in in San Diego. Um, he was so good that he cared about his Marines too much, and. Um, and we must, in the Marine yeah, Corps, I, you understand what I mean? We must always know that Marines only do yeah. two things, and they win battles and they make Marines. And if there's any uh, loss of initiative, which we could not uh, let happen, then we're going to lose right. a battle, and we will not lose a battle. And so that's why that scene that right. you portrayed with, with yeah, Colonel Dowdy. And, of all the Marines I've, all the Marines I've met who, who say, oh, yeah, you're mad as oh, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, that dude, I remember. Yeah, wow, brother. <laughs> anyway, that's just a little little footnote. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, and, you know, much respect to Secretary of Defense uh, and General Mattis, um, because that is what we call. And, you know, um, I'm going to get into asking you why you became a firefighter, but that's called the burden of leadership. When you're in charge, you got to make the hard calls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that leads into Very my much, question, yeah. brother. Uh, what was your impetus and, and how did, uh, why did you become a firefighter and what was that process like? What was that schooling like? Uh, we're, we're back to Marines again. Um, mm. My best friend was a firefighter, a New York City firefighter. His name was Captain uh, Patrick Brown. Uh, did uh, tours in Vietnam. Wow. Uh, uh, you know, in uh, I Corps, he was up by the DMZ, and uh, he worked in 70, uh, 70, 71, 72, whereas his father literally wrote to a congressman and said, my son is a trained up Marine. He wa- he wants to go to Vietnam. And some congressman pulled it and got him over there with a regiment of... Uh, wow. Uh, what a different caliber of men back then, Bobby. Think about Absolutely. that. Hey, my son is a devil dog and he wants to be in the fight. Can we make wow. this happen? Not, hey... Uh, we're going to defer things, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to do everything I can do to keep my son out of there. A different caliber of man back then. So, yeah, please yeah. continue. Uh, oh, but anyway, so Pat and I were, were really good friends and predicated on, on some other aspect of our lives. At one point, he became the godfather of my second son. Um, so he had this firefighting career. He was a Golden Gloves boxer. He was a uh, 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 Nidon, uh, second degree black belt in Sato Karate. And we trained, we worked out, you know, and, and anyway, so he, um, he, his last transmission is from the uh, 35th floor of the World Trade Center. And he has the presence of mind to pick up a landline because there was such jamming on the... What a uh, warrior, brother. Anyway, oh, he knew that he knew you know, the central command in Central Park, uh, you know, fire communications. He sure. needs a phone number. Protocol, you know? brother. And, and this speaks to his, his professionalism. Yes, sir. There's a thing called freelancing, whereas yeah. you go off and, hey, let's go over here and see if there's fire. No, no, no. He reported in. And so anyway, uh, he says, he gives his situation report, and he goes on to his death. Uh, um, mm-hmm. So, subsequently, I was able to go down with elements of, I don't even, I won't even say, because this day I don't want to get them in trouble. 
um, and and look for Pat. You know, amongst uh, fire, I was not in the fire service at the time. I had, you know what? I hung around with firemen. They were my buddies. They were my friends. I had no zero idea of what they did. Gotcha. I grew up in New York City. I saw fire. I saw police. I had no idea of what they did. I come back to my town. I said, hey, will you guys take me? Uh, because Patty once said, he, out here where I live, he goes, who puts the fires out here? And I says, oh, you know, Jimmy and Joe. And, and he goes, well, they should train because this place could go. It's called a conflagration. One go, they all go. Anyway, as modest and small as, you know, benign as it is, uh, I said to them, can I uh, join? And they said, how old are you? And I think I was 41. And they said, fuck yeah, you're in better shape than most of you. You're still in great shape. I joined, and, and, you know, being an Irish Catholic first generation from Washington Heights, Manhattan, I mean, the fire service or the police service was the way I was supposed to go. I didn't go either of those ways. But uh, so my fire service is dedicated to my friend because wow. a lot of people love this guy, and a lot yeah. of people were, you know, they don't want to steal his thunder, but everybody wanted to touch him and be, and he was quiet. You couldn't get a fucking word out of him. He was like a Buddha. He was a big uh -huh. yoga yogi, too, 20 wow. years before anybody. Wow. And so my father used to say something. He said, I don't want to hear what you think or what you feel or what you say. I'm going to watch what you do. You know. And so I figured, I really thought about it. It only took me an afternoon to say, if I go in to the fire service, I'm going in 110%. And in 10 years from now, will I get out of bed you know, for Joey because he's vomiting or... or or for down power lines when I have to be up at 4 o'clock to go on a television. How am I going to... And I said, fuck it. Right on, why brother. Call the duty. Call why the should, duty, brother. Why should Joe and Jim... They, they have jobs. You know what I mean? I'm only going to act. That's not even important. You know what oh, I mean? Brother. That's entertainment. That's bullshit. You brother. know, so... So I had the opportunity. The universe and God put me in a place where I can respond. I was just at the firehouse this afternoon. We drilled. We're starting drilling, 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 drilling. You know, we don't rise to the level of our, you know, ability, we fall to the level of our training, you know, you and I'm, right. um, I, I, um, you know, I think the guys would back me up, the brothers with sisters would back me up that I'm giving over to training. I like to train. And wow. why? Because we're in a business where it only has to happen one time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, no two fires have ever been the same in the history of the fire. And I'll tell you this, yeah, so, I'll tell you this, Bobby. Earlier today, um, I had uh, my son Leo and my daughter Elsa in the studio, and they were interviewing uh, Mr. Rudy or Uncle Rudy. And my son, my, my eight-year-old, <laughs> which shouldn't have to ask these questions, uh, he asked the question of Rudy, why did those men do that to that oh, tower? Yeah. And Rudy's response is one that would bring tears to anybody's eyes coming at it from a soldier. Yeah, I said, because they tried to hurt us. They, they knew that it, that the, the towers represented the strength and freedom of America, and because that's where uh, our financial and logistic power is, and it was a target in which they knew um, would hurt us very deeply, and I and I told them, and it did hurt us, and we lost our people there, and I was in the Persian Gulf when the towers were hit, and I was cold, and the sirens were going on the ship, um, just like yourself, brother. There's a call to duty. Uh, I joined the Marine Corps for the same reason. I saw genocide happening in Kosovo, and I saw on the newspaper mm. that, that we were going to do boots on the ground. And I thought the same thing as you did, brother. I said, if other young men are going to go fight, and I'm living under this umbrella of freedom, uh, and I have this ability, then I have to do my duty as well. So I totally understand. I love and respect you for it. This is part of the reasons I really love being in your life, because I understand it, and I support you 100%. 
and, and you know, it's 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 so mutual. I I I don't like to say this, but I, I feed off. I mean, your energy is so dynamic. It's just really hard to uh, born with a spirit his flesh could not contain. Oh, and my brother, Rudy thank Ray. you. And, I love and, you, bro. And and, and it, you know, but 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 that's just it. You know, uh, uh, um, I do generation kill i meet chance i meet rudy uh uh chance meets dustin uh dustin meets rudy rudy you know and, and we keep moving forward keep right. moving forward keep moving forward helping 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 that's right service possible. service uh, never ends brother service never it ends. it just and, keeps growing and how, how good does it feel it I feels so seal, good uh, a seal commander give a, a seal commander give a, a graduation speech you said in, in in a day and age when when mediocrity is the you know the given there's an intense fascination with men who have dedicated men and women who, who, who are dedicated to things you know what i mean uh yeah your cell phone your iphone your your this you all this bullshit and basically what we're supposed to be what we're here for i believe is is to just basically help each other but, That's right. but god, god in the universe has given me the opportunity the avenue the vehicle of the fire service within which to do that, you know, but there's so many ways to do it. Yes, you know? there is, and, and, and again, those actions, those actions lead to a, a better life, a more fulfilled life. Those actions, you see, the, the premise of life is tough and, and Bobby Burke's tough with bullshit. Life could smack me down in, in, in another half an hour from now. But I'll tell you what, uh, uh, just helping others and, and keeping things simple and trying to do the next right thing and take care of your body, take care of your mind, take care of your soul, take care of your brother. You know, you don't have much time to sit there sure. and then say, well, you know, I, you know, but, but, but there is in, 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 in modern living, uh, it's not very good for us. You know? uh, yes, <laughs> brother. A lot it's... of things that we're, we got to get back hey, to that. Hey, with village. that, guys, we got a very special caller. Oh, uh, we got somebody calling on in. the Hold line. On. Someone wants to surprise you, Bobby. Robert John. Robert John. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys, we have actor Chance Kelly, uh, who uh, was our uh, one of our guests on our past show, on the line with us. Chance Kelly, meet meet Bobby Burke. Chance Kelly, spending a little too much time on Dustin. As I say, you live here now. How are you, buddy? Mad Dog. Uh, listen, I was looking at a video of you last night on 59th Street a couple of years ago back at the Ruck March, and you took the bullhorn and you said, uh, uh, Bobby Burke asked me to be here and I do whatever Bobby Burke tells me to do. Oh, I love <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> so but, we reciprocate, you know, that's how we I, do it. I tell you, from the minute I saw you, I liked you, I loved you, I trusted you. And, and and my instincts uh, bring me to this moment. Uh, it's an affirmation that, that you're in my life and that we still have such a great uh, uh, relationship and we, we, we have a lot of fun. Yeah, you're a great man. That's because we're cousins. We just haven't figured out exactly where. We know we are. We know we're related. related. No matter what. Oh, come on. Kelly and Burke, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know it. You know it. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys having a good time? We're having a great time. Oh, we're having time. a great time. I mean, we're talking about the fact that the way... Really? Yeah. You're spending a lot. You're putting, you're putting your time to Oh, that's all right, my man. I'm just... <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling out these IT bands right now from that marathon, but I feel fantastic. Yeah, 20, and, 26 point... How many miles yeah, again? Yeah, 26.2. Yeah, just but, a walk. That was just a walk for you. Yeah, you know, you show up, you do your best, yeah. you answer the call, and oh, we were speaking yeah, on Bobby's side, uh, the impetus to be a firefighter, and, and about Patty, and about his warrior brother 
that, that fought and, and gave his best uh, so that others may live. And then, and then Bobby says, hey, I have to answer the call. And there's something so fulfilling about fighting for a collective and doing something so much bigger than yourself. And I think that is how you see the human spirit rise. No doubt, man. No doubt. That's what it's all about. And when, you guys, you guys, you guys worked on. Uh, did you work on a picture before Generation Kill together, or did? Uh, did yeah, how did you guys get so close? Look, I'm not, I, I'm I not Bobby on Gen Kill. I, I knew of Chance, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met in Swakopmund. Swakop, that's right. Well, I think I think we flew yeah. into Walvish Bay and then ended up in Swakop. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the place. I wander into the gym in Swakopmund. Mm -hmm. I've been in Swakopmund. I spent I spent collectively eight months in Swakopmund. Two months one time, six months wow, another time. Bro. Wow, bro! Anyway, I wander into I wander into the gym and I chance wanders in this dude and he's he's got his hands taped up and he goes, "Yo, you want to hold the bag for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> I hold the bag for like three or four shots. I was he, like, "You know what, dude? Hold your own fucking bag." Yeah, he's a big boy. Like, I, I would not watch Chance Kelly. It was like bazooka fire. I know, brother. <laughs> I know, brother. That's why I loved. That's why I loved and respected Chance the first time I met him. Uh, shortly after that, was at the gym, the same hoopty gym that you're talking about, with that concrete yep, fucking yep. bag. And and uh, and, <laughs> and, and uh, you remember that bag? Yeah. It was heavy and hard as hell. And I saw. Uh, I saw a freaking chance over there doing a little shoe shine and and having some real footwork and and you know I'm I'm a student of the arts and I was like yeah I like this guy this is this guy he, he called me he invited he invited a bunch of us out to dinner he was nice enough to uh, to call an actor in who's only going to be in country for like one week you know a couple of little scenes he calls me he brings us out to dinner. And then he pays for the dinner, and I think to myself, I really like it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> He's a good date. You should go out with him. I got some friends you're going to meet with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And you know, it's so wild. It's so wild, fellas, that, you know, um, people don't see this side of the entertainment business, the brotherhood and the family that you create. And it's, it's amazing, man. I'm telling another chance story. He calls me a couple of years ago. He goes, Bob, there's a neighbor of mine. He wants to do a movie. It's a little short oh, film. Will you read it? So he sends me the script. It's about a Hasidic Jewish family in New York. Okay. So I called Chance. I said, I said, Chance, who do they want me to play? He says, the father, the father. I said, do they know what I look like? <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm good, but I'm not that good. Yeah. And I did it. And I mean, the, the, the movie came out here and there. It was only a short film for a student, ostensibly. I had more fun playing this role. I mean, you know, and then getting to hang out with Chance, my son worked on. Hey, you know, so so we were but, but Bobby, to go back and forth. His dad, you met your dad. He looks like you. He actually looks like dude, you. dude. Look alike. <laughs> I looked. We looked at each other. <laughs> I was in full battle gear, and I said, "Oh my god, this is uncanny," you know. And yeah. uh, so it was fun. It was fun. Did you do the? Yeah, did you guys? Did you have to put on the ringlet curls too, dog? I mean, was it like that? Bro, bro, uh, I'll fire off some pictures. I uh, can't wait to see you, my brother. Battle, full battle regalia. Uh, with you, and you're you're not talking flack and Kevlar and M16. You're talking about the full Jewish bro, battle regalia. Bro. Bro, I have to fill in the, the leather straps up the arm. I'm ready to go. Bro. I'm with you, brother. Wow, I can't wait to check some of these <laughs> he images looks good, out. Though. He's good. He's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Well, you you, you guys call that the method acting, right? I mean, you you really freaking soaked up that character. Now, now guys, on generate. It was exciting. It was funny. Sure. I mean, who would ever give me that opportunity? Sure, you know bro. I mean? and, and, and we did it as beautifully as we, as we possibly could. Yeah, you, you, guys, you, you guys nail everything you do. So in Generation Kill, what was it like having to play two rather important people? And then you, you, have, uh, you have Rudy holding you to a standard that's probably impossible, and that is the guy's a hero. Oh, well, I won't say that, but I, lo- I talked to earlier, Brother Chance, I talked to, to Bob about how important that scene was for Nazaria, not just for the film, but I mean historically, and you all were just right. freaking hammerhead sharks. You guys nailed there. it. You were just eating faces, and I just loved it. Um, and, but it was, it was daunting knowing that Eric Cucker is there, that Jeff Carrizales is there, that I'm there, and, the, and we know how it really goes down, and it's the essence, it's the feeling, is the visceral violence simmering right there and brother you look like a god you look like a god dang apex predator uh, when Dowdy's character walks away and Chance just looks at him and watches him walk on by damn that was good uh, thanks well you know honestly it was when you're getting to know like we talked earlier about Frando and getting to know you guys we we you we then felt like the, the stakes were raised. Like we had to do good. We we yes. had to do it. We had to try to do it justice or do our damnedest to get there, because we really liked you guys and we were so respected. You know everything you had done, and it, it wasn't that long before that you would you guys were in it. No kidding. You know, you've been on that exercise, and it, I, we we were all feeling that way by the end. You know, yes. Once, once we really got into it, it truly was one well, team one when fight. You're doing a, when you're doing a, uh, like there's so many little layers of the, of elements, uh, it, it, it actually happened. Uh, it, it, it's historic. So, you know, what chances you can't screw this up because when you portray, uh, a, a Marine, let's say a Marine, let's exactly say a Marine, not only there's a portrayal, but there's a sense of honor. You're honoring this man. You're honoring yeah, exactly. the, 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 the core for, for what they do historically. And so it's not like, you know, oh yeah, you're playing a cab driver. No, man, you're playing a United States Marine you're right. in the middle of a battle. You're and, right. And so the ass bucker factor, chance is right. It's it's just like jumping off a bridge. It's like you better get this right. You, For sure. You, you cannot screw this up. You know. And again. Nobody's shooting at me in anger. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yes, but, but you guys that, had that pressure, you know. and I was there. I was watching it. And remember, there was there was plenty of ordnance going off, and we were making it as realistic and as heavy as possible. I, uh, I, I remember that the wind was up, and, and, and they were, like, icing the kicker because we couldn't shoot in the wind. And then finally, it's, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And in those days, I smoked cigarettes, and I, I must have smoked, like, a half a pack of cigarettes with that guy Ben, I think. And, and he said, time to, time to shine, boy. Yeah, <laughs> brother. Like, yeah, pull the trigger. Okay, let's pull the trigger and and gents you know be you know as we know our generation of wars that uh, i've been fighting in and people like me have been fighting in it's the quintessential example of marine corps culture and fire maneuver and uh, expeditionary warfare and marines always uh, when they see you guys and they know who you are you know they say you got that right you got that right and uh, what's uh, something you should be proud of of what you portrayed eventually became um, the since first recon battalion under Colonel Ferrando 
we did such an amazing job. And under uh, General Mattis, we created MARSOC, Marine Special Operations Command. Now we're a tier one level unit. And uh, it was so wild. At that time, you're right, though, Chance, we were still all very fresh. And there was still plenty of war mm-hmm. going on. Uh, back then, Chance, you remember, I was bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. But I was still in a space of pushing myself forward mm. so hard, I d- didn't even realize that it was only a few years before I was really f- fighting out there mm. that way. And after Generation Kill, I went back to fight in Fallujah and Ramadi, which was the hardest fighting since Hawaii City. And that's what we were all doing is recreating something historic and bringing life to it on a personal level. And it made a big impact. Yeah, you, you talk to anybody in the anybody who's in the services, whether not just Marines, but You're right. Navy, even Air Force, Coast Guard guys. They're like, you you guys just nailed it. And they're not us. I mean, not me. We just collectively that thing. It, there was so much authenticity woven into that production on multiple levels, and much much of it was coming from Rudy and Eric and and Jeff and all the all the intel that we were attached to. That we were at, we had access to in order to to you know pr- pr- provide the, the best performances we could were able to provide. Not, and there was no other Marines. Benny, Benny Bush, he was a Marine. Oh, and Ben but Bush, of that, course, and he was an officer. In the cast was a huh? Yes, and, and, and he was he was a. I want to say he was an officer as well. Um, yes, yeah, I mean Benny, Benny. Benny left as a major. Yeah, I mean that's a big deal. That's a, I mean, again, we talked yeah. about the burden of leadership before. These are big. These are big boots to fill, and everyone did so good. All the actors, production. Um, I talked to, to Bobby earlier. <laughs> what I love about the entertainment business and me doing it. Uh, is because it reminds me of the military. All the good stuff. Team, um, impossible timelines. You absolutely have to execute. You're in arduous conditions. Um, there is no... Um, there's and in no, your little... And you got to do your job. Yeah, you, gotta you do. do. You got to stay in your lane job. and you got to yeah, nail right. it. Yeah. You got to nail yeah. it, stay in your lane, yeah. but be aware of your left and right lateral limits and understand everybody else that's right. moving in and around too. Um, and, you know, you guys really as, as tier one actors... Um, you know, you can nail your performance and maybe who you're uh, operating uh, across uh, camera from you, they don't get it. Um, you don't get to say, hey, fuck, I already got mine. I, I can freaking, you can shoot me out now. No, you got to be there for them. And, um, and it's just, it, it can be a continual, yeah, it can be a continued grind and a continued mission. And it is an ensemble. I love it, bro. Yeah. And, and guys, I got to tell you, from, from my side, being able to talk to, to Chance and Rudy, and uh, the, the Godfather earlier today. Uh, for me, the, the message is simple: is that all it takes, Rudy, is all you got. Is all you got. And from what I saw, what both of you were able to do in that series and that show, you gave it all you had. You gave it all you had for the people that lived it. People like Rudy. For Rudy to be on set, well, must have brought back a lot, a lot of memories. And for him to be able to watch you, Bobby, and you, Chance, play two men that he looked up to. And Rudy today would say, you were two of the best people. You were his brothers. That's you, right. You earned that. Respect is always earned. Trust is earned. So last question for you, Bobby. Uh, you've been around for a few years. Who are the people you look up to? Who's the toughest person, emotionally, physically, that you've met in your life? Who is your Sherpa? Or Sherpas? Uh, I would have to uh, immediately say it's, it was the uh, person of my friend, uh, Captain Pat. 
Pat Brown and and the spirit of the man. Um, uh, by and large, I, I conduct myself to this day as though he's standing right at my right. Right on, side. brother. He was a he was a gentleman. He was a professional. He was a compassion. I'll tell you a story about Patty Brown. We're walking down in the street in Manhattan one day, and he gives a homeless guy a dollar. This is a God's honest on the grave of my father, a true story. And he gives another guy, a, a, a homeless guy, a dollar. You know, another. I said, Patty, you can't, you can't give every dude, homeless dude a dollar. And he looked me right in the eye, and he goes, why not? Right on, brother. Selfless and service. So he, Selfless. His, his spirituality had so eclipsed. You know, spirituality, there's no competition in it, certainly. But it's at the so same beautiful. time, yeah. he was on a different wavelength. This guy informed so many lives, and I'm just one little life that he informed. I'm sitting here at my desk. I have one, two, three, three pictures of the man. Uh, oh. It was a beautiful man. And this is not obsession. This is not, no, 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 no. This is just simple, quiet homage to, to a man who gave his very life and who would do without him even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is what he was born to do. This is, you know, and... Um, and so, yeah, that, 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 I, but there are a lot of peripheral guys. I mean, God, Rudy, I, I the only thing I can say about Rudy when, when I met him was I was scared. <sighs> Shit, listen to I was just like, oh my God, you know, I mean, he just, what a present. I, Thank you, know, you my man. Going back to what Chance said is like, you know, you want to do it well for these guys. Look at them. Eric was great. Uh, yes. Ben was great. Uh, yes. It was Jeff. Just, the, 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 the dialogue was there. Anyway, I, not to get off point, but, uh, uh I had, listen. I have so many mentors in my life. You don't even know you're a mentor. I'm picking from you. I'm wow. watching you. Uh, and that's what I constantly do with people who, who I feel are honorable and, and giving. And it's out there, man. These mentors are all they, around they are, us. They're all around a us. Year old yeah. man. And I, I'm a six year, almost a six-year-old man. I, I still feel like a kid, like learning from people. So, well, yeah, brother. Well, yeah. Bobby, I have to thank you again for coming on to the show. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for having me in your circle. Uh, Mr. Chance Kelly, thank you again, brother. Thanks for connecting me to two of the toughest people that I now know. Thank you so much, Chance. I thank love you, you brothers. Doing, buddy. Yeah, I'll be I'll be in New York uh, again very soon. I'll be seeing you all up there. And uh, you know, uh, today is the last day of the rest of your, or the first day of the rest of your life, man. It's time to get after it. And mm -hmm. you guys keep driving on. And Chance, thank you. I'll say a little something about Chance. My little brother Caesar. My f blessed little brother Caesar, he'd never been to New York. My family, my two little brothers and I came up really, really hard. And we grew up uh, in foster care and shuffled around and then in the Omaha Home for Boys. Caesar spent a lot of time in prison. Uh, not everybody could have dealt with it, I guess, as good as I did. Or maybe be just because I was just a little bigger and a little older, I was able to somehow navigate it just a, a little better. But maybe I was just lucky. But Caesar, I brought him to New York City. And this made me cry, but I brought Caesar to New York City, and and uh, he's always wanted to be an actor, my brother Caesar. And, uh, mm. and I put together a little lunch with Chance Kelly and Stark Sands, and they did everything, dropped everything to be there to have chow with my little brother Caesar, and Caesar's on cloud nine. He still talks about it to this day, gents. And I just, just, just know what good things you guys do uh, to our communities. And uh, and just know that, and I love you both. Well, as it. I recall, you paid for that lunch, Bernie. Uh, oh, did I have some money? Yeah. Well, you know that this acting. Oh, Chance, remember you told me way back. You did great, man. Thank you, brother. I love you. Remember the way back you said something like, uh, "Hey, Rudy, this is a hell of a racket once you start making money." 
All right, guys. Thank, <laughs> hey, guys. thank you guys again for calling in. Love you all, brothers. Love you, brothers. All right, buddy. You're good, guys. All right. Talk to you. Wow. Did that just happen? Yeah. That's dude. crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, Rody, I got to tell you, it's been, uh, it's been an honor to be able to have you on. I, we talked earlier about things that we both shared in life, early memories, early stories. Sure. Me in foster care, you in foster care. You yep. taking on the role of the father of your brothers and, mm-hmm. and Tennille taking on the role of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, anything from our show earlier in terms of, you know, May 1st, we're going to be airing it, that for the world to hear that life's tough, you could be tougher. What do you think? Well, for sure, life is going to bang you up, but, you know, it's uh, fall down seven times, get up eight. And uh, I had the strength also to navigate and to overcome obstacles in my youth because I had Michael and Caesar. I had a purpose. And, you know, we were abandoned. My, um, my mother and my father, my biological father was never there. I've never met him. He died before I ever got to meet him. But my mother uh, abandoned us and put us in a state away, states away, uh, and created a new narrative and a new family in her life. And I, I know that you've been through some similar things. And so I support you wholeheartedly. I got your back wholeheartedly. And everybody in my life, uh, they love and are honorable to me and for sure will bring you in the same way. Thanks, brother. So there wraps up our show for this evening. And I'd like to thank our mystery call-in guest, Chance Kelly. It's been a privilege to have all of you guys, the Generation Kill alumni team, sharing your stories and telling us about the life-changing experiences that you all had. I'd also like to thank Melinda Davis, executive producer at Up To Me Radio, for giving the Life's Tough community an opportunity to share our life stories with you, our amazing audience. Also, special thanks to my dear friend, Gerald Levin, Life's Tough chief writer and my Sherpa. The stories we all hear are as varied as the people who tell them. Each time I hear someone's personal account, like Rudy's, like Bobby's, and like Chance, I do not frame it as something that was more horrible than my own story or something that was not as bad as what I went through. It's impossible to discount the impact of any one singular experience. To the person who lived it, that story can seem just as devastating as any other. I ask you to use your story to give others hope. It's quite liberating to move beyond your past. Don't keep your story to yourself and allow it to eat away at you. Instead, consider how your experience can benefit somebody else. Your story may be just what it takes to help someone in your circle or in our community to get through a tipping point moment, an instance where that person either chooses to continue to be a victim or when that person finds the strength and finds a Rudy to pick them up and put them on their shoulders. We talked in our first episode about Pastor Ed. Find a Pastor Ed in your life. All you have to do is look behind you or look in front of you. There's a Rudy. There's a Bobby. There's a Chance. Rudy and I, we share many things that are similar. The thing that I am most proudest about is this, that I have empathy. That because when you drive down the street and you see that homeless person, the world looks at them and they say, what's the matter with you? Get your life together. Stop it. And I look at him and Rudy looks looks at him and says, what happened to that person? That person has a story. A story that would be the blockbuster movie of all blockbuster movies. 
You see, if you could see it through someone else's lens, as I've seen Rudy's, his story, just from looking in his eyes, I will tell you that that story is powerful enough to move a mountain and move a nation. Move a grown man like me to tears earlier. Thank you, brother. I love you so much, Doc. I am honored to have him in my life, and I am honored that all of you out there, that you are taking time on a Wednesday evening or a Thursday or Friday or Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, when you hear this show, and I ask you, I tell you, that what was the point of all of it? Every pain, every wound, every dagger, anything you've ever gone through, what would be the purpose if it dies with you? Use it. Use it to tell your story. Your story must, it could get somebody through the day. It can get them through the week. And I will tell you, because when I think I'm resilient, I realize this, take heed lest ye fall. It's one day at a time. And if any charlatan out there, if anybody lies to you and says to you that they will give you enough today to last you your entire life, they are lying to you. It will take a Rudy to say, hey, Dustin, you want to know how tough I am? I'm walking barefoot right now. <laughs> that those rocks, they don't hurt if, it, if your mind is safe. Fear. What is there to fear but fear itself? Please subscribe to our show. Visit lifestough.com and be sure to join us every week, same time, same place, for a stimulating hour of heartfelt discussion. With that, I'd like my co-host to say some words to his fellow Marines all throughout the world. Ah, oh, listen up, Devil Dogs. I'm so proud of you, and I'm honored and so humbly honored to be an example for our young Marines and all of our um, young service community as well as our veteran community. I stand on the shoulders of giants, and I'll tell you, maybe I'm getting up uh, in some age, and maybe... Um, and and maybe now my shoulders are strong enough for you all to stand on mine. So please uh, stay strong, stay motivated, and absolutely seize the day. Amen. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Next week on April 24th, we'll welcome Stacy Stewart, CEO for the March of Dimes to Life's Tough. So for Rudy Reyes, Bobby Burke, Chance Kelly, and the Life's Tough team, this is Dustin Planholt signing off for Life's Tough. You can be tougher. <laughs>